It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Phoenix Suns on national television without SGA, but Isaiah Joe dropped a career high. Why this game had a lot of positives to take away, even in a loss. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com on today's show. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder falling to the Phoenix Suns on ESPN national television without... SGA and what that means for the future of this season, plus a career high from Isaiah Joe. Both the Jalen Williams has played well, and it was a tough battle on the road. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is offering first-time users a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars whenever you use the code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Let's start with our game overview. Chet Holmgren, Usman Jang, Pokashevsky all remain out, but it was SGA who was a late add to the injury report uh, with an ankle and hip flexor, which eventually was found out to be an abdominal strain. Uh, he is out and is considered day-to-day. We'll hear from Mark pregame against the Kings on Sunday uh, at home, which that will provide uh, maybe a, a more insightful or more, more like uh, up-to-date version of what, what SGA is dealing with and, and how uh, – Quick or not quick, he'll be back, considering what they've seen from him in the off day on Saturday. Uh, but Mark said that it's an issue that he's been dealing with, and and it's just something that has kept him out of this game against Phoenix. And uh, as of now, he's listed as out for Sunday against the Kings as well. Uh, Kevin Durant out, Landry Shaman out for the Suns. Otherwise, they're healthy. The Thunder start out with uh, Josh Giddy, Isaiah Joe, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, and Jalen Williams. And the Suns had Chris uh, Paul, Devin Booker, uh, Josh Koji, Craig, and Aiton in the lineup as well. So again, SGA's day-to-day, and he's a hip flexor, ankle soreness, abdominal strain. Mark said, quote, the hip flexor is something that he's been dealing with for um, a while now, but it flared up in Thursday's game against Utah. Uh, he's in a lot of pain this morning, and it just was not wise for him to play tonight. Uh, he continued on to say that the ankle uh, is one that they have less detail on, but if he was honest with us, he said that, you know, if it was only the ankle soreness, probably would have played against the sun. So the big thing is the hip flexor. Uh, to me, this was not a tanking move. I, it's a NBA move. Like stars get hurt. Look around the NBA. What star has played every single game? Like Steph Curry's gotten hurt. Uh, you know, uh, LeBron has missed games. AD's missed games. Like these guys have missed games. Like these guys get hurt. And that's how basketball goes. It's a long season. And 
if, you know, to further the no tanking thing, if you must, like, if you just are outraged that he missed this game, I promise you SGA would not want to miss an ESPN game. He would not want to miss a game against Chris Paul. Uh, and we'll see how much he can play in this kind of quick turnaround. It so it just so happens that he's gotten now hurt where the, the games have stacked up to where you're going to play Sunday, you're going to play Tuesday, you're going to play Wednesday, uh, you know, going to play, uh, what is it, like nine games in 14 days or something like that. Like It's, it's crazy. Uh uh, the the amount of games that the, Th- the Thunder are going to need to play here in a short amount of time. But uh, th- this is not a tanking move. It's just that guys get hurt. And I, I think that it really puts into perspective like how much that Shea has has drugged this team to get to this point where they're only a game out of the play-in, uh, where out of the All-Star break they were in the play-in. Whenever you see that like a Shea injury, like just simply him not playing is considered the season's over. Like, that's what fans are considering it whenever they whenever they go out there and talk about how the team is tanking. They're not tanking. It's just that they have their turn at the injury bug now. It's it's hit a lot of teams. A lot of teams have missed their star for a game, two games, three games, four game stretches, or even longer than that in some cases. And then those teams have weathered the storm of that. And we'll see if this young Thunder team can weather the storm or if it's going to juice their lottery odds or whatever this is going to do. But this is not a move of tanking. Like to me, it's it's something that has been a legitimate note for SGA. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've been listening to other uh, members on the beat talk about how every game uh, he he looks like he's he's grimacing, looks like he's limping, looks like he's laboring, looks like he's you know um, uh, not up to hundred percent, and it just all came crashing down on the second night of a back to back, and somehow that sparked uh, this whole tanking outrage, so to say. Uh, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. Again, these things are very fluid. There are a lot of games coming up uh, to where we can get more and more updates on SGA. Uh, but as of now, he's listed as out for Sunday as well. But that did not stop Isaiah Joe from having a career night, and he scored 21 points in the first half. He finished with 28 points, which is a career high. 21 points in the first half was his career high for eight points and a half. 28 points is a career high just in its entirety, in its total. Uh, seven rebounds, six for 12 from three-point land. 11 for 17 from the floor. He was a plus five and he did a lot of things. Well, I think that the first thing he did well was early on in this game. He created a lot of shots for himself in the mid range. And and that was something that this offense needed from him or from anyone to step up and be an offensive generator. Whenever you lose SGA. And he did that with the, his ability to score in the mid range and, and and really flash that off the dribble pull up, uh, which was a key to his success early on and a key to him getting hot and the Thunder, when you look around this roster, they, they don't have a lot of guys who can score off the dribble, who can score um, on their own. So for Isaiah Joe to show that was really good. Uh, he had the step back three work, and once he got hot from distance, I mean, it's kind of like a heat check, like, wow, this guy's really on it tonight. Uh, but he also did a lot of things you know, in the minutia very well, like cutting back door on a, on a J-Will uh, ball fake. Like Those sort of things show you that Isaiah Joe is not just a shooter. He's an excellent shooter. He shoots 40% from three, and he's awesome at it. And that is his... That is his elite trait, but it's not his only trait. He's also a good cutter. He's also a good scorer in the mid-range. He also has some nice ball handling ability. He also um, can do other things than just shoot, which is more and more uh, incentive or more and more reason or evidence to believe that Isaiah Joe is a piece, like he's a part of something for a team moving forward and for this team moving forward. He's younger than SGA is. Like he's young. He's on a 
team controllable deal. That's that's the minimum for the next two, three years. Like he is everything that you want. And, and he is how you build a winning roster. You build a winning roster by winning in the margins, by being able to find guys on these great value deals for whenever you, you need to pay some of these other guys. And, and we'll see. We'll see how, how Isaiah Joe continues to progress as a player, but it's not just the three-point shooting. He's shown some nice things defensively to play bigger than he is on that side of the floor. Obviously not going to be a great point of attack defender by any means, but hes I don't think he's going to get play off the floor in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see on that, but just what we've seen from him thus far in his career, I do not think that will get play, played off the floor, so that's big. That's important uh, for Isaiah Joe. But I also love the way that he relocates whenever he misses the ball. Like, like whenever, whenever he misses a three, he relocates it. He understands, hey, I'm, I'm in all likelihood not going to be able to go and get this rebound unless it just is a long carom and it's a long, long, long miss. So instead of just diving in there, following your shot and trying to go get a rebound, he goes and he relocates around the arc to where he thinks the rebound's going to come off at. So let's say it comes off on the left side. Well, I'm going to go relocate, shuffle my way over to the left side into a passing lane for whoever on my team gets that rebound. And, and a lot of times it was Jay Will or somebody you know down there gets the rebound. And they have an outlet to pass to me, a, 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 a lane to pass to me. That way I can shoot again. And in all likelihood, I'm not going to miss two in a row. If you're Isaiah Joe, you're not going to miss two threes in a row very often. So that is such a keen trait for him and, and a really quality trait for him, especially as a three-point shooter of his caliber to where, and it's not just off his own misses, he does it off of every miss that happens on the floor, but to relocate and, and to quickly have a spot-up opportunity for a team, which with a Thunder, which is built upon all these guys being able to make quick, quick decisions. So if you have a lot of guys who can make quick decisions and quick passes off of a rebound. And then you have a guy who can scramble open off of a rebound. That's a recipe for success a lot of the times. Whenever you are whenever you are granted a second chance offensively, uh, which is going to be hard to come by for a team that lacks size and rebounding, but whenever you are granted a chance, he allows you to catch that chance in by his relocation off of his misses, off of other misses, um, and just off of how good he's been. Uh, but someone else who's been very, very good is Jay Will. We're going to talk about Jay Will coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Price Picks. Our good friends at Price Picks are here to tell you that they're going to give you a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use our code locked on. That's our code locked on for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, this is how it works. You pick two to six players and you guess will they score more or less than their prize pick projections and you can win 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus, the, versus those projections. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you can think of, from NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, WNBA, esports, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, anything that you want, they can offer for you. So this is how you can work it. You, you can say, I want the over on Isaiah Joe three-pointers tonight, and I want the under on De'Aaron Fox steals tonight. And you can just mix and match and watch the game and, and follow along with what your picks are uh, at prize picks and, and, and mix and match them any way that you want to. It's safe, offers fast withdrawals, and you can make these selections in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So check it out today. Prize picks, download the app, and check it out, prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on, 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com or the prizepick app. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's talk Jay will Jay will immediately comes in, starts the game, draws a charge. That's huge. That's a huge weapon uh, because it's a lot of different things. One, getting the charge is you getting the ball back because you, you've then forced a turnover. But you've also picked up a foul on somebody, and if you can draw the right charge on the right guy, you can foul out their best player quicker or get them in foul trouble where they're on the bench longer because most coaches are going to take you out whenever you pick up a couple fouls quickly. Look at uh, Shingun in the Rockets game a couple uh, weeks ago whenever Jay Will drew like three straight charges on Shingun. That's three straight fouls, and, and now he's kind of obsolete for the rest of the game and foul them out eventually on that last charge. Uh, he had two big third-quarter threes, which took the lead for, for this team. And I thought that that was a really good adjustment from him in-game. And you're seeing him not only adjust game to game, not only adjust week to week, not only adjust G League to NBA, but adjust within the game itself and work on things at halftime coming into the second half. Because in the first half, it honestly looked like he was hesitant to shoot the ball. I, I, I don't know I don't know what the reasoning was, but there were, there were about three or four times where he got the ball, he was wide open on the perimeter and just didn't shoot. And... and the guys even attacked you know, and, and closed out strong understanding he's been shooting the ball well, uh, and he still didn't pull the trigger. And in the second half, he let it fly, and, and he missed his first one, but then he kept shooting, and the next two went in, and, and it got the Thunder the lead. Uh, so e- even within that, that same game, you saw him go from being hesitant to shoot to wanting to shoot, expecting to shoot, and pulling the trigger and helping the Thunder uh, be able to score and take the lead at one point in the third quarter, which was a back-and-forth game for the majority of the game. Uh, he's also get, gotten very crafty around the rim. That reversal layup was really nice from him. Uh, but the biggest thing is you're now seeing what we saw in the G League. I, I spent like the first two months of the season praising Jay Will in the G League, and it was not translating to the NBA. Even whenever he got his NBA opportunity, he just did not play the way he played in the G League. But this is how he was playing. His ability to use his body to free up other people on these handoffs and on these fake handoffs especially, uh, it, it is just a a umbrella of opportunity because he can either hand the ball off and, and then bump your defender to where now that nudges you free for a moment to shoot. He can fake the handoff to where now the defender is still on Jay Will's back and and you're now open now cutting cleaner more into the lane. He can then fake the handoff. Let's say that your defender sticks with you and so follows you around. You're, no, you're not open at all. Then he can pivot, turn toward the basket, and in all likelihood, his defender's dropping off of him. And in all likelihood, he's wide open for a mid-range jumper. That's huge. And he's just a really good facilitator of the high post. So if that if that handoff gets blown up to where he, now he's just a high post facilitator, that's also great for the Thunder offense. And, and so it just brings so much, so many layers to the onion of the offense um, whenever Jay was on the floor, and especially whenever he's playing very well with the ball in his hands. And I think that that is huge for this team. I think if you go back and watch the way that Mark utilized Al Horford, it's the same way he's utilizing Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. And his decision-making has gotten a lot better too. Uh, there was an, there was a uh, opportunity in this game where he got the ball swung to him, it was skipped over to him, he was wide open from three, but he passed that up by dribbling into uh, Isaiah Joe and handing him the ball. And as he hands Joe the ball, he hits Joe's defender. And Joe then takes a mobile three, which is a wide open three for Isaiah Joe, and the defender gets nudged off of him and splashes it home. 
even though he had a good look and even though had he shot that ball, whether it's a make or a miss, it's going to be considered a good shot for Jay will. He then got the offense, a great shot instead of a good shot. And that's just the little things that he does so well to help the offense move and to help the offense stay into rhythm. Jay will is going to be a really, really, really good player in this league. And we can talk roster crunch. We can talk um, 50,000 million picks coming up. We can talk about upgrades in the off season, whatever, uh, in the NBA, Jay Whale is going to be a really good player. Uh, let's see if it's an OKC. I think it will be. I, I think it'll, he'll last this roster up crunch that's upcoming. But no matter what, Jay Will has enough talent and enough skills to become a really good player in the NBA. The one thing he needs to cut down on is the silly fouls. A lot of the time when he gets in foul trouble, it's because he's picked up one or two silly fouls. And what I mean by silly fouls is there's a play in this game. He's defending Aiden. That's an obvious mismatch. Like, let's, let's call it what it is. We love Jay will He's not going to be able to defend Aiden. And not only is, is he defending Aiden, but Aiden sealed him off to the basket. So that means that Jay will is behind Aiden on Aiden's back, and, and Aiden has a clear, you know, clear shot at the rim. Aiden gets the ball, goes up and dunks it. Instead of just taking a step back, letting Aiden dunk it, the play's over, you got beat, let's get him next time. Jay will still jumped onto the back of Aiden. So all that did, because Jay will again... It's a mismatch. It's not like he's going to foul Aiton from the back so hard that Aiton misses the dunk. Aiton hits the dunk, gets fouled, goes to the line. All you've done there is you've picked up a foul to then possibly put yourself in foul trouble, and you've given Aiton an additional point, um, the, the Suns an additional point as well. Instead of conceding the play, letting him dunk it, they get two points, you don't pick up a foul, they don't get an extra point, it's a win-win. And in a moment, that's a lot harder. Like as a competitor, as, as a player, it's a lot harder to process all of that because you want to make a play so desperately bad and help your team. Isaiah Joe did the exact same thing a couple of possessions later where he, he was late to rotate over to Aiden. Isaiah Joe, even if he was early to rotate on Aiden, all he could hope for was a charge. He's not going to block Aiden. But, but still, he was late to rotate over to Aiden, fouled Aiden going up. And again, it gave the Suns an additional point and picked up a foul in your best score of the game. Like th- That is just stuff that has to get cut out from these young players, especially Jay will who's going to get fouls already as a big man. Like he's already going to get hit with some fouls. Uh, you can't give away fouls whenever you're a big man and especially an undersized big man like Jay will is, uh, but in this game, he was awesome. Uh, 10 points, five rebounds, uh, five assists, a steal two for three from three, three for five from the floor, 26 minutes. Uh, and, and I love the way that he, uh, kind of corrected himself or course corrected in the middle of the game. And, and again, that's something that Joe has to work on as well about just conceding buckets. And that's very, very hard to do. I am sure that I am way over oversimplifying it um, as someone who's not in the heat of battle. But it's just something that has to happen as this team gets more mature, as this team um, grows more together. J-Dub played well, as, played well also. And I think that with J-Dub, you saw that he is capable of being an aggressive player. 22 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 1 for 3 from 3, uh, and 57% from the floor. But my biggest thing is he was aggressive in this game. He was looking for a shot. He was he was able to create his shot. And along with that, he was very comfortable with the ball in his hands, very comfortable as a playmaker, to where he can legitimately play 1 through one through 4, you know, on both ends. On off- offensively, he can be your backup point guard, and he can be your starting you know, power forward. He can be anything that you want him to be. Defensively, he can switch with his length and guard one through four. That's such a luxury. And, and to be able to play that way as a rookie, no less, is incredible, especially when you're projecting. He's already playing one through four on both ends very, very well. Because 
if you if you look around, whenever he whenever he's in these spots where you don't have one of or both of SGA Giddy, and he's then the next man up as a ball handler, he he thrives. He thrives as a ball handler. He also thrives whenever both are healthy, and he's and he's then moved all the way down the rung of ball handlers to where he doesn't do it as much. Uh, whenever those guys are healthy, and he still thrives off ball. And this is just scratching the surface. Like it takes time to adjust to the NBA. It takes time to learn the NBA style. The NBA is the hardest thing uh, to adapt to as point guards and as centers. And he's played some, what do you want to call it? Point guard or lead ball handler or whatever. Uh, and he's looked very good at it as a rookie. He's going to get better at that in the summertime because the Thunder are not going to limit that. The Thunder are, gonna, are going to expand upon that. They want everyone to have the ball in their hands. They want everyone to be comfortable uh, as a playmaker. And J-Dub already is. J-Dub already is. So that was good to see as well. This, was, this game was a loss, but there was a lot of positive things from it. However, this game also exposed what the Thunder need to do in the future and what, what their glaring issue is with this team. We'll talk about that coming up, but first, I would say right now, but good friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, it's awesome. They have great treats for you. It's a protein bar, but it's covered in 100% real chocolate, and it's only 130 calories and loaded with protein, absolutely loaded with protein. And you can use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. You can go to Sam's Club, you can go to Walmart and go to the pharmacy section. They have Built Bars over there as well. Uh, so make sure that you're checking them out at Built.com, uh, promo code LOCK15. They have great flavors. So like they have limited time only flavors like maple donut, lemon dip cheesecake, banana cream pie. They also have flavors that are just standard operating procedure like churro, coconut marshmallow, uh, brownie butter puff. They have so many great ones. My personal favorite, cookies and cream, salted caramel, coconut almond. Uh, they have raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie. They have everything that you could want at built.com. Promo code lock 15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's talk about our good friend, Trey Mann. Trey Mann hit a step back three, played uh, played some minutes, got 11 points, five rebounds, three assists, only one turnover, shot 57% from three, two for three from three. I, I hope he's back. I hope that this kind of turns it around for him as a score. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that can actually be the case, but he played really well in this game. Uh, the glaring issue with OKC. OKC needs another score. Like, when, when you're envisioning what this team needs to add, when you're envisioning what this team needs to draft or, or look for in the offseason, it is absolutely another score. Because whenever you take SGA out of the equation, everyone has to slide up a notch on the aggressive scale, on the go-get-a-bucket scale. And the only player comfortable with doing that to this point in their career is Lou Dort. And that's not a position you want Lou Dort in. It's not a position that he should want to be in either. They just do not have enough players who you think can be aggressive bucket getters. And I think that J-Dub can eventually get there. I think that I think that Chet can eventually get there as well. But even with those two guys, you need another one. 
that can be this, this aggressive but poised bucket getter. And that's a hard thing to find because you don't you can't add a chucker to this lineup who's just going to go up, out there and shoot the ball every time he touches it on his fingertips and take bad shots and get away from what you're building to your core of this team. But you also need a guy who, whenever Shea goes out, the offense does not just fall apart. Like, he, he can go get a bucket. He can go do some of what Shea does to the extent of, like, of like fa- you, know, you know, fabricating an offense. And we know that Shea can go out there and get you a bucket. And I think that, again, I think that Jada will be able to. I think that Jada will eventually be able to. But he's got to learn how to be more aggressive and more consistently aggressive. He did a better job of that against the Suns, but there's still moments in this game where you lulled offensively. I think that Chet will be able to, to an extent. It's harder, of course, to run your offense to a center, but he's more of, you know, he, he's, a, he's a different kind of center uh, to where, you know, I think that he can, do to an extent, be this kind of guy, at least to move guys down the totem pole. But still, getting another one this offseason will be huge. Will be absolutely huge, and uh, I, I want to put in here too. You know, Giddy's getting a lot of hate on in the comment sections on YouTube and in in my mentions and DMs. Giddy played excellent as a passer. He didn't shoot the ball well the last two games. He did not shoot the ball the last two games very well at all. He was bad at shooting the last two games. But he also went on a great stretch in December, which shot the ball very very well. So like it's a sophomore that went through a slump. Let's see what he does in response of that tonight and moving forward. But overall, you have to be excited about the effort that was put on display by OKC. Second night of a back-to-back. It's a road-road back-to-back. You had a tough loss in overtime to Utah. And that loss to Utah knocks you out of the play-in seed uh, for the time being. Mark said how disappointed this locker room was. So it's already a disappointed locker room after the loss to the Jazz. Then you come in Friday morning and find out that there's no SGA. He's not playing. And you keep making runs, and even led the game in the third quarter. And even in the fourth quarter, got down 14 points and then went on an 11-3 run to make it a six-point game. And battled through the, the officials who, again, the officials were not bad. They, they called the game fairly, but they did call every little every little kind of ticky-tack foul to where that then changed the mindset of a young team, whereas the Suns, a more veteran team, they can quickly on the fly adjust to the way officials are calling the game Whereas the Thunder, it took them out of their game for about half of a quarter to try to learn how to how to uh, defend without getting the extra whistle. Where the Suns, they've been here, done that, they've experienced it, they're fine. You know, they, that that's where youth and, and experience and inexperience comes into play in these games. But overall, you have to be very proud of the way the Thunder played against the Suns. The Suns once led by 14 points, that came in the fourth quarter. The Thunder only led by four. Uh, there was 15 lead changes, 12 times tied. The Thunder were out-rebounded 54-47. to The Thunder won the turnover battle 11-9. The Thunder won points in the paint 42-36. The Thunder won second chance points 17-15. The Thunder lost fast break points 12, I mean, I'm sorry, 10-4. The Thunder shot 43-40 and 75. The Suns shot 46-36 and 81. And the Thunder lose 124-115. to MVP of the game, it's Isaiah Joe, but I want to give a huge shout-out as well to Jay Will because I thought he played excellent in this game against the Suns. We'll be back again to recap the game against the Kings on Sunday night. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.